Hello, my friend. This is Clyde. Teach me how to love. In Deuteronomy 6, verses 4 through 6, we read, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. Is it possible to teach someone to love? Let us go to the birth of a child born to a young married couple. They bring the baby home and they do everything in their power to care for this baby they love. Over time, they would say, I love you, baby. But their love is more in the showing than in the saying. And then the infant child starts to say, I love you, mommy. And he gives you a big hug. If it's a girl, toddler, she would say, I love you, daddy, with a big old slurpy kiss on his cheek. That child has been learning to express love. That child grows up and gets involved in some bad activities, drugs, alcohol, crime, you name it. Child ends up in prison for a long time. Dad can hardly bear the sight of seeing his son in prison, so he visits occasionally. But mom, all she can think of is her baby in prison, and she visits him every week. And each time it's a cry fest because it is her love that drives her to go to the prison each time. And it breaks her heart and it breaks her son's heart to know that his mother still loves him despite his criminal life and now that he's a prisoner. For years, he took the love of his parents for granted, thinking that they had to love him because... But now he's seeing his mother's love from behind bars and he hears his father sobbing each time dad calls him and he cries each time because he's finally got it. This is love. I could hang out there with that story, but let us visit what we learn from scripture. The text is part of a greater narrative between Moses and the nation of Israel while they were on the 40-year journey to the promised land. In year one, they got the Ten Commandments, and the first four commandments legislated their relationship with God. The first commandment spoke to unbridled loyalty. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. You shall have no other gods before me. God was certainly putting things into perspective. You were in slavery and no possibility of escaping or being emancipated on your own. For 400 years, you cried out to me to deliver you. And I chose my man, Moses, to lead the greatest exodus from bondage into freedom. That's huge. No other God did that for you. So do not ever split your allegiance between me and any other God, period. In the second commandment, we hear God say of himself, for I, the Lord, your God, am a jealous God. Ooh. God was saying that if you are really honest with yourself and if you do a careful analysis of what I have done for you, then it makes sense that you serve me only, that you don't share my attention with any idol. So here we are, almost at the end of the 40-year journey, and Moses is giving a pep talk to the nation. Moses, for the first time, recites to them what God has to say about their love for him. It is in the form of a commandment. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. Who is talking? These are the words of a loving God, a God who promised their forefathers a special land. And although nearly 500 years have passed, they are finally going into that land. 
This is a God who has kept them for 40 years in the wilderness, provided for them the highly nutritious heaven food called manna every day. This is a God who protected them from attackers, a God who could have given up on them when they built the golden calf or when they fussed with Moses when they thought they were going to die from lack of water. This very God who has kept his word to them is now demanding that they love him with everything that they've got. God is really serious about his relationship with these people. Love me totally because I've always loved you because I could have stopped loving you but I loved you too much that I forgave you and I kept on loving you. Yes, it is only fair that you love me because I have been good to you. Well, how did that work out? (laughs) The nation of Israel loved God on and off. Their love for God was so sporadic that it got so very bad that God allowed enemy nations to capture them, to take them into exile, and so many other bad experiences. My friend, it was bad. But we come to the New Testament, and Jesus appears on the scene. We read that God so loved the world that he sent his Son to redeem us. But catch this. It is the words and actions of the Son that sealed the deal. In John 15 verse 13 we read, Greater love has no one than this, that a man lays down his life for his friends. Got it? God had to do the ultimate, the big sacrifice, by sending his son to die for us. But when it actually happened, we finally got it. It took the death of Jesus for us to realize how much God really loves us. The big reveal, God loves me, that he sent his son to die for me. Finally, I can genuinely love God. In 1 John 4 verse 19, it speaks of me. We love him because he first loved us. God, I now see how much you've loved me all along. Even when I didn't love you, you sought me. Even when I was a no good and you found me and you made me your son all because you love me. I can now love you, Lord, with all my heart and with all my soul and with all my strength because you first loved me. You loved me to death. 